Hello and welcome to another episode of Pictures Without Pictures. Today we are disco discovering? Discussing The Breakfast Club, although it was a bit of a discovery for me. Reese is here. How are you, Reese? Oh, I'm here. We, I'm good. Good. We are talking through the, the medium of, of the internet, which is not something that existed. Well, it kind of existed, but not publicly at the time of this movie being made. Um, along with a lot of other things. Because this movie came out in 1985. And holy heck, is it uh, retro. <laughs> it's ex yeah. extremely 80s and I love it. <laughs> Do you remember where you were the first time you saw this film a few weeks ago? Spoilers. Literally in the room that I'm in right now. <laughs> Such a good question for so. me to ask. I thought, you know, I'll ask that question and it'll be really funny. It'll start the it'll start a podcast off on a hilarious note. Um yeah, so this is on Netflix right now. I feel like I should always mention where it's available to watch in case people haven't seen it and they're mm -hmm. gonna I mean first of all it's kind of a bad way to experience the movie is to hear us talk about it and to then go and watch it yes. because you've already heard about everything that we have to say. But maybe at this point they well, stop this will the be... podcast and go, Ah and yeah, go watch yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> this would be like if you haven't seen it, go and watch it because it is fantastic film. Yeah. Easily one of my favourite films. Yeah, um Reese messaged me and he was like, So I just watched a movie called The Breakfast Club and you have to see it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, I didn't know anything about this movie going into it. Um, I didn't watch any trailers. Uh, literally, just before I pressed play, I saw the blurb, um, and it basically said it was about five uh, like kids at school, like stereotypical different types of kids at school, unraveling the like fucking what's it of uh, social norms. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Unraveling the social norms of school and society and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And even then, I was like. So this is like a character study, or is this more like a we're about to fucking go into some weird mystical shit? I don't even know. But um, pretty much like twenty minutes into the film, I knew where it, what it was, where it was going, and it's really fucking yeah. interesting. Like even though it sounds pretty, uh, the premise sounds pretty standard. Just like it hooked yeah. me quite quickly. Um, it's yes. just, it's just these kids in detention who don't want to be there. Um, and they're fucking talking like well first up they're like acting out and they're like um, they're all different and you're learning about who they are and then they end up talking to each other and you fucking they, they start talking about shit like life and shit and I think um, the way this movie opens really sets the tone immediately with that quote from David Bowie um, is it from a song he's done or is it just a poem he's written or <laughs> David Bowie's I an actor right? I, I think <laughs> this David, is how bad I am with what? pop culture. I'm sorry. David Bowie. David Bowie's a singer. That's the one. It's yes, just he's I know done he was acting, in... but he's okay. primarily a singer. Because I know he did acting, but I was like, wait, he's a singer, right? But he's yeah, done acting yeah. and stuff. He's a singer. He's a he's a singer. He did stuff like um, oh god, I'm trying to remember some of his songs. I I remember them. Some of them being really weird named, but um, yeah, he's done he's done all sorts of music. So I'm guessing that's he's, from one of his songs. iconic, basically. And his children he's children that big icon. He died a few years ago. Yeah, I know that. Um, yeah, and the quote's from one of his songs then. And these children that you spit on as they try to change their worlds are immune to your consultations. They're quite aware of what they're going through. Um, 
And I was I was kind of reminded, not just through that quote, but through the rest of the movie, of um, even though this all takes place in 1985, where society is very much a different place, and it's also an American film, but like I was thinking, mm-hmm. this isn't just before smartphones and the internet, um, this is also before, um, I'm pretty sure it's before the widespread usage of mobile phones in general, and also video games. Mm. It's like such a different world. And yet... A lot of similarities to some of the stuff we went through in school, um, some of the characters we met, and some that's, of the teacher types we met. That's the point as well. And that's that's the thing. Like social norms, the world will change around you, but social norms stay very similar through a long time. Um, yeah. Only and then when they do change, it's pretty drastic, or it's because of you know some sort of crazy event that's taken place. Like the one we're living through right now, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I I think it's it's it is very much a t- it is very much a firm of its time, but also it can be easily just it could be you could say like it's from like a year ago, and you it's not apart from obviously the differences, and obviously it's obviously a very old film and everything, and certain yeah. little nuanced bits, but. You could literally just pull it, put it into a modern setting, and it would be the exact same film. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it would be interesting to have this remade. Uh, I'm not saying it should be. Yes. But if it was remade, it would be interesting to see what the differences would be. Um, like, <laughs> first of all, they'd all be sat grumpily on their smartphones, and I don't think necessarily forcing them to sit in a room on a Saturday would be as much of a punishment. It would be, uh, but now that they have their smartphones and stuff, if you took their smartphones off them, it would be a punishment. But if you left them with them, they would probably just sit there <laughs> and be on their smartphones. Mm. Um, although, I'm sure there would still be conversations and stuff going on. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's super interesting how times have changed, but they've also not changed at all. Um, yeah. Times have changed, but the people haven't. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I was going to say something, and I've immediately forgotten what it was. Which is a great a great podcasting ability that I've just uncovered right now. <laughs> Pretty standard. <laughs> um, just uncovered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm new to this whole business. Um, I've never failed to remember a sentence during a podcast in my life. I don't know why you would even actually bring that up. Um, I'm looking at this picture I've got on the screen, by the way, the one I found for this, because there was nothing on Wallpaper Engine. And it's a nice graphic, but I think it it's also a bit at odds with what the movie is, because the art style is very minimalist, and that makes it modern, and this movie isn't modern at all. Um, I tried to find some kind of more... Um, I couldn't even find a freaking screenshot of just like them from the movie. For some reason, it's super hard to find a decent wallpaper at the right resolution. And was like, I've made a decent yeah. wallpaper, and it's sixteen hundred times fourteen eighty for some fucking reason. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why are you doing this to me right now? Um, but yeah, so the the movie opens, and you get these uh, flashes of what they've done wrong, um, like. Well, to be honest, that's what I took it to be when I was first watching it, but I'm not so sure now, because they discussed... What, what do you mean, like, when they're being introduced right at the yeah. beginning? Or... Yeah, yeah, there's, like, this, um... First of all, you hear the, the essay that was written at the end of the movie. You hear that being delivered. Yeah. Um, which is basically just an ultimatum. Well, not an ultimatum, because there's not any demands, but, like, basically saying, hey, you're a shithead. <laughs> like, hmm. um, you made us this way, kind of a thing. 
Um, but also, like, it's it's cutting between all of these, um, like, acts of vandalism in the school and stuff, and I assume that's just what the five of them did, but we learn what most of them did as, we, as it goes on, um, and I'm not sure that entirely lines up uh, with what they did, really, but yeah. Um, I, I think I think it's more a case of it's just showing like yeah. um, rebellion, like, I guess general sort of life and rebellion. And obviously, you get that big shot of um, Bender's um, locker as well. Yeah. And um, I really liked when all of the cars pulled up and you saw the characters yeah. getting the cars because, firstly, it's a really good establishing. It's a really good way of establishing what their home life is like because it's the very small yeah, interaction yeah. you actually see of them with their parents. Most of it's told to us throughout the movie, but this is the small part of it that's shown, and it kind of acts to show you that yeah, they're they're telling the truth about um, their home life because you've kind of seen a little example yeah, yeah. of it. Um, but that's also, just those cars, dude. <laughs> like, that's one of the things that really sticks out to me when you watch old movies. Like, one of the things that really like punches you in the gut of how old the movie is is the cars like yeah those are some old ass cars and i loved it it's technology isn't it yeah cars are cars are effectively technology so and that's probably the biggest thing you're going to see that's changed over the years is cars yeah (laughs) because it's it's very it's a blatant thing it's very obvious and big it's not exactly something and we've had cars for like almost 100 years i want to say yeah i think it's something like that something like that so like you can imagine like how many iterations that we would have gone through over the time and because they are so big and such a massive part of people's lives probably back then as well um it's very blatant when uh when you see watch an older film it's like oh yeah this is an old film because of the cars because they're there yeah yeah exactly um and then um again you've got um you've got all the kids walking into the hall in different ways as well into the um into their prison by the way um, another thing that shows how this movie is aged is how the teacher treats the kids and obviously some yeah. of it is like across the line even for back then but some of it isn't and it's like imagine mm-hmm. literally locking kids in a school that would be yeah. so far across the line these days like holy yeah, shit yeah. Um, sure. and I doubt Make you're allowed to bring them in coming in, in on a weekend as well Yeah. yeah as punishment I don't think you can do that are you even allowed to keep them behind after school anymore? I know that was a thing when we were in school, but yeah, that... for... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the point, yeah. Mm. But it, yeah. again, it's kind of like forcing them to stay there past their own time. I don't know. I don't know if that's still a thing or not. You know, you're getting old when you're like, I don't know what's going on in schools these days. <laughs> yeah, I say it's old. Been a while. We're mid twenties, but you know, it's been like ten years. <laughs> Almost old enough. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, so one thing I noticed was when Bender walked in, um, and he had his sunglasses on his face, um, and he's just he's just wiping his hand across the desk, and he's like, I know that like what he's actually doing is just like, oh I don't care about any of this, and he's like pushing stuff over and like touching stuff. But the image I kind of got immediately was like of a blind man, um, like the way mm-hmm. that they feel through touch to see where they're going, and I I don't know if that was like a subtle nod to say that like. Um, I did. I did write down that I would come back to this thought at the end of a movie when I knew more about the character. But at the time, I was like, I don't know if this is deliberate and it's just uh, making him out to be someone who hasn't necessarily got the best um, perspective on reality. Um, 
by showing him as kind mm. of a blind dude. But yeah, his sunglasses kind of come up later in the movie again, just as like never like in the foreground, but like as a background thing. I think someone picks them up and takes them to him later, and all this kind of stuff. All like, all these characters have like their respective items that are important to them. But um, yeah, that was just something I noticed. I don't know if you thought that was mm. if you thought that was a, a fucking cinema thing. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I don't know, dude. I just fucking don't know what's going on, dude. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, uh, did you ever get into detention in school much at all? What the fuck? What is happening? Ah, what? What's wrong? Okay, my my audacity keeps crashing, so I'm not sure. And my I think my Discord as well, so I I don't know if I can. Oh, <laughs> sorry, things are issues. That's I don't know right. if you can hear me half the time, so... I can hear you, um, although... Just keep an eye on Discord, because I think that's been a bit wobbly. Alright. Should I change our server? That's what I'll do. I'll, I'll change our server. Hang on a second. I don't know. Uh, I think my internet should be in shit at the moment, honestly. Edit channel? I don't even remember where to do this. Welcome Problems. to the... do do do. We need some, like, elevator music, like... Doo, what I was saying, doo, the same... I don't saying it's fine. Oh, no, there it goes. Yep. <laughs> Alright, I'll change our server. A massive... My ping just fucking dropped. We need to get out of Europe. Let's go to... Oh, what's the closest place to Europe? Uh, 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 um. My ping keeps going from 20 to 400. Alright. So, I think it might be my intent. My intent's been funky lately. I'll Let's go to Russia. After this. It should be alright for this. Alright. We're now we're now going through Russia. Can you hear me? How, how are we doing? Yes. Okay. Sorry for the technical difficulties, everyone. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll go reset after we're done. Okay. Um, um, so yeah, I, I was wondering, so I was like, he's not really responding to a lot of what I'm saying. I wonder if something's coming on. <laughs> yeah, I'm having issues. Um, seems alright now, though. Okay. Alright, um, so yeah, I, I like how they all come in and they're different. I was saying, did you get into detention much in school? Uh, probably a couple times, but, I... but it was the tip. Like if one person's doing it and they and then the whole group does, but I think yeah, I, I, a couple of times like by myself, I think I did, but not majorly like that. I um, I got into detention sometimes for talking too much. That was my main thing. <laughs> I never got yeah. into detention for anything too serious. Um, yeah, same thing. But yeah, um, I I definitely have some experience of being in detention and not wanting to be there and being very grumpy and everyone's just sat with their arms crossed frowning and the teacher's like shut up whenever anyone talks <laughs> um <laughs> yeah also i'm not sure i ever had a teacher as explicitly awful as um i remember his first name is richard so they call him dick i don't remember what his last name is um but i don't i don't richard think Vernon, i think yeah but i've but i've i definitely got the impression that um some of our teachers had maybe similar views to Mr. Vernon, um, of like, oh, yes. kids get worse every year, and oh god, they're yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. like the next generation, and they it keeps me up at night and that kind of thing, and just having no faith yeah. in the kids at all. I've definitely heard that rhetoric a lot back at school. It's it's a it's a very condescending view on kids in general. Yes. It, it, it immediately goes back to that David Boycott of basically like you're not understanding what these kids want. You, you're just being like, well, they're being shit because they're shit. It's like, no, no, no. There's obviously nuance and reason behind it. They are people. Yes. They're, they're young people, but they're still people. They have feelings, they have dreams, they have ambitions, they just, have issues. Yeah, looking at these characters, it's so obvious to anyone uh, that 
they are so like incomplete if you know what I mean like they have all of these yeah all of these things going on in their heads which like it, it just feels like they need buffing out if you know what I mean I'm not saying like I'm a complete person nobody's complete really um, but like it seems like they definitely have a lot of learning and growing to do and they're in an environment which is stifling that uh, in this school which is presented yeah. as a very bland dull grey place uh, in stark contrast to their fairly colourful clothes um, and yeah, yeah. everything they bring and um, their styles which I think is very very well done indeed um but yeah, like, I definitely remember hearing some rhetoric from teachers of like, oh, you don't even like know, like, like, I don't know. It's it, it's a larger conversation, but this whole idea of teenagers, uh, their emotions it, not it, really mattering as much, or like, it's not real. But it's it totally yeah, is. Like, like, like you, yeah, like you don't understand what you're talking about. Kind yes, of thing. exactly. Um, especially yeah. when you're talking about your own feelings and. Um, I just want to go back in time. And... and that's one of the things, if you think, yeah, like, it's one of the things, well, if you think back to, like, your own experiences with school and stuff as well, the teachers that you most likely would have liked would have been teachers that talk to you like a fucking person. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, not the ones that are, like, talking at you, but talking to you and yeah. actually engaging you in conversation rather than that. I mean, that's one of the things, that's one of the major things I noticed um, going from uh, year 11 to 6 form was the outward approach from teachers was a lot more like equal rather than you are I am the teacher you are the student it yes. was more a case of you are a person learning here and I'm here to help you do that it was a lot more mature um, mm, absolutely. which was interesting I think it's interesting so I don't necessarily know how the American schooling system works let alone how it worked um, what is this 35 years ago I could do easy maths yes easy maths yeah, 35 years. Um, but like the, I think these kids are pretty much A level age, right? Um, which is some of your most formative years, um, or at least when it comes to who you're going to end up being as an as an adult. When it comes to like your emotional state and like your beliefs and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think it's interesting that like in this movie they don't learn shit from the teacher. Um, they learn it from each other, um, especially yeah. at the end of a movie when they finally sit down and start being honest with each other about uh, what they're going through and all this kind of stuff. Uh, which I thought was really cool yeah. to see. But man, at the start of this movie, it's just a lot of them uh, bumping up against each other. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, how, many sure. how many times has Fuck You screamed in this film? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so many times. <laughs> Where someone points at someone so and screams, Fuck times. you! Um, I think that was probably cool and edgy in the 80s, uh, but it came off super tacky. Also, just... I mean, it's not used that often as well, but um, they do say a, they do say a slur as well, which obviously yes. at the time would have been pretty common to say. Yeah. Um, but nowadays is very much a derogatory term. Um, if you want to get into if that, if we do, um, I, 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 we can do. I was just going to say, um, I feel like it's probably a good idea to say have some sort of disclaimer before we start going into that stuff, mm. just to say like anything we do say about this will be purely like in talking about it. We do not obviously think this way or would use these words in such a manner. Um, and also, obviously, some of the shit does get pretty heavy, like, later on in the film. Yeah. So we, we'll, we'll talk about um, abuse and other things that may attain to that, so. Yes, exactly. Um, shitty, shitty subject matters are covered in this film that, obviously, some people might find a bit... Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't think any of us are strangers to having homophobic slurs thrown at you in school. 
um, as like an yes, we were, thing. Yes, we're from an age, yeah, we're from an age where that was still a thing. I think it is still a thing, thing sadly. Um, um, it probably is, I'm sure it is, but it doesn't seem as rampant, I would say. Because we're in a time now where things where there are a lot more people being a lot more accepting and people are more advocating for it and people are being more open with that kind of thing as well. Yeah, I hope but so. For sure, in secondary school, if someone called you gay, it was the worst thing you could be called. <laughs> like Yeah. Because it's it's to, like Yeah. Because like the whole idea of being called gay is so wrapped up in like masculinity as well and yes, you had to be for sure. it's, it's a toxic masculinity thing that's all it is and when you're when you're in school it's this it's this whole pecking order of like if you if you look or act weak then you get bullied and therefore if you like masculinity is gauged as strength and if you're being called gay then you're not masculine then you're weak it's like this whole bullshit ass pecking order mm. thing which i think um is probably still around today even like if they don't believe in it like you know what i mean um, oh yeah, there's still a level of like subterfuge there. It's it's always going to be there. It's like there's always going to be some level of hostility with that kind of stuff. Or there's always going to yeah. be, as you said, some sort of pecking order. Um, it's just a case of obviously with times changing, obviously ideals change. Uh, mm. What is considered to be right and wrong will also change. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but I thought I was just going to say I thought it was interesting that. Um, of all the characters, Bender seemed to be the only one who wasn't afraid of being labelled as gay. Um, like, he yeah. kind of leaned into it, and I don't think that necessarily means he is gay. It's just like... I think it was more... I think it was more specifically to get a rise out of Andrew. Yeah. I think it was specifically that because he knew his type. Exactly. Because that's the entire... Bender's entire character is he understands them all. He knows what they're like. Obviously that changes by the end of the movie. Yeah. But he knows what they're like. He's seen their type before. Because the, the the assumption is he's been there a very, very long time. Yeah. Like, the way he just casually wanders in and sits down. Like, he has a spot that he sits, you know. And he seems a little he bit older as well. Away. And yeah. if yeah, I remember sure. right, there is a system in America where if you fail a year, you can be held back a year, right? And you have to do it again. Yeah. yeah so, you, I think it's the, like, flunk the year or something. I guess there's the insinuation that that happened to him, and that might be why he's more experienced as well as pissed off besides everything else he's got going on. Yeah. Uh, and why he's so familiar with the teacher as well. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But I just thought, like, as a side note, it was interesting that the one character who very much was the ideal of someone who is outside the box was a character who wasn't afraid of being called gay, even if it was just to get a rise out of someone. Um, yeah, 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 for I thought, sure. I thought that was interesting. Uh, but yeah, um, I've gone over that note already. Um, I noticed um, when the nerd guy is talking about, like, he's muttering to himself because he's right. thinking about the essay. He's going, who do I think mm. I am? Um, he then like takes off his jacket at the exact same time as Bender and like <laughs> Bender yeah, shoots on the look like Bender's like staring at him yeah. good lord but like I think, of that. I think the whole thing where he's going who do I think I am and then he immediately copies who he considers to be the coolest person in the room is very telling of that character in general yeah yeah. I thought sure. that was cool this movie is just full like, to the brim of cool little character moments like that it is like and, and the, that that, that expands for them a lot of the film as well like he he like talks to him at certain points and he's like being like oh yeah like he, he's obviously trying to be like buddy buddy with him mm. um which i think is really interesting and definitely is a tell of that character yeah definitely something i never did at school i mean come on being unpopular and nerdy and then mm. you know <laughs> a more popular looking kid gives you a shred of of niceness and then suddenly you're mm. buddy buddy with him i definitely didn't do that i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> 
That was year seven. It's fine. I got over that pretty quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's the whole thing. When you're watching this movie, you're just constantly uh, referring back to your own experiences with school. Um, yeah, I, I think that's basically what's wanted as well. Like this film is. I think this film is specifically for for either people that are in like this sort of time in their life or for parents that have kids in yes. this sort of time of their life you know to be like hey or look. like of getting up to that yeah, like hey like they are people please take care of them and i think it's super um, interesting that this was filmed in the 80s and these people would be the adults by now um and oh yeah we've seen many people of that generation doing the same thing that the adults in this movie are doing right now yeah <laughs> um and the whole it's so odd like it, it baffles me that this is such a big film as well. I mean, it's iconic. I mean, the scene, at the the shot at the end is is an iconic thing. It's it's spoofed in so many things. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's what I should have used for the there. background. Ah, come on, there you go. That that okay. Okay. I was gonna say that's yeah, what I should. That's what, used that's what I thought you were gonna use. Yeah. <laughs> I should have. I didn't think of it. Here, yeah. Um, God, Audacity is struggling. I don't, um, oh, don't yeah, worry about uh, Audacity. I'll just. I completely lost my thought because Audacity is freaking out. But you, yeah, we got the idea. Uh, we would talk about how um, they're the adults now. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was just gonna say it's 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 baffling, like, because it's from a time where, like, I it would probably would have been like I would say probably like maybe not my parents because my parents were quite young when they had me, but like generally speaking, like our generations of sort of parents would be would have been like the roughly the time they yeah. probably would have watched it. You know, it roughly would have been that generation. And. Um, Sorry, I've, I remember going through school and I do see a fair amount of people's parents still being this really like restricted like completely yep. like what these parents were portrayed as exactly it's uh, horrible and um, so this will see that like such an iconic movie is message is just kind of like disappeared almost and you would think uh, these these guys parents would have grown up around the 60s and the 60s is very well known for its movement of um, you know change and like getting away from like you know the adults of the world and being different and adding colour to the world and being I mean, free about who you are been not, I mean 60s would have been not too long after the war as well so. yeah. yeah and so it's like it's this constant cycle of like we as millennials like to think that we're a very um, liberal kind of uh, group of people or I guess not group of people but yeah. like generation of people but there's, it will yeah. always happen if we don't look out for it. Like, you already see it happening with these people like, oh, I fucking hate Fortnite. It's... And like, all these kids dancing, it's so cringe and all this kind of stuff. It's like, no, yeah. they're just expressing that's, themselves. That's, We're already just, doing this. You're just doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's like the old quote that I always, I always like to say, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. Hell yeah. And it's a fantastic quote. I can't remember who says it. I can't remember who says it. But it's a fantastic quote because it does perfectly describe the human condition. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. And, they even say like, this, and that is a perfect example of what you just said. They say it in this film as well, like, oh my god, are we going to become our parents? And, like, that's that's yeah. towards the end of the film. Oh. Um, I love that. That line is fantastic. I know. Because it's, it's, it's pretty much it, it's what it builds up to that point, but we're not there yet, so let's not talk about it. No, we're not yet. yet. No, 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 no. We can't talk about a film non linearly. That would be too too crazy. And that would be too off the rails for pictures about pictures. Come on, Reese. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you said that. Back on topic. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say, when I was watching this kind of intro, I was reminded of how important school felt during school. Um, especially like this kid mm. who we learn later is so stressed out about his grades. It's like, 
extremely yeah. affecting his mental health. Um, and yeah, you look back sure. at school now, and it's like, yeah, it's important for you know those grades help you get jobs and stuff. But besides that, it doesn't really mean as much as they make as they want you to think that it means. You know. Yep. And that's 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 the thing that resonated with me when he has that whole part talking about that. I was like, "Fuck, dude!" <laughs> like, yeah. I was I was having a moment because <laughs> it was that was me. That was that was me at one yep. point in my life. But um, with everything hitting me all at once, like everything was bad at that time in my life, and so I was like, "I need to do this," and then everything fell apart around, and it was this very sort of like, oh, "Okay, I I understand this angle of it for yeah. sure." Yeah, exactly. Like they just they just stress these kids out so much. It's like I understand um, wanting them to get good grades and everything, but it's just adults just generally in general, especially during this era and especially during the era we grew up in. I don't know what it's like now, but they did not respect the mental health of teenagers at all. It was just um, mm-hmm. they're just assholes, <laughs> and. I think there's this duality in the film of what these kids learn from the adult versus what they learn from each other. And what they learn from each other is so much more important um, because that's like they learn who they are and what their issues are and what other issues other people have and how to interact with each other. Mm. And that's almost more important than schoolwork, you know? Or it's definitely more important than schoolwork. And that's what they don't teach you at school. That's just what you learn at school by being around other people your age and making mistakes and fucking up. Exactly. I think it's beautiful that there's a film like this to really il- illustrate that. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, <laughs> my next note was teenagers are so horrible to each other. That much hasn't changed in thirty years <laughs> or thirty-five yeah, years. Yeah. Um, well, it's more—it's more a case of like not knowing how to act with each other, you know. Yeah. It's, you, you don't really know what the appropriate thing to say is at that kind of time in your life, do you? Like you just say um, something and hope it sticks, you know? Well, like, no, but what also, you think is right. I'm referring to when, like, I think Bender, like, at some point, he pretty much, like, identifies someone's insecurities and, like, digs right down into them to insult them uh, because they upset him. He does that a lot. Yeah, he does. And um, it's weird. He's, like, a pseudo-antagonist. Like, he's not an antagonist. Like, the teacher's the antagonist. And, like, he kind of... I don't know. There's a whole argument for, like, does he really grow and learn during this film? Like, you get the impression that he does at the end of it, but when you think about what actually happens, I think the other characters learned a bit more than he did. I think I, I think his reactions and stuff and um, things are kind of... do say that a lot, like, for, for his, like, general reactions and his... and, and like, near the end as well. Um, I, do, I do think there is a case of, yeah, he's obviously taken or something away from us as much as they have. Because like, I think the original intention is for that for him to be like you know, like wake up to these problems you clearly have, because yeah. they're gonna fuck you up later on, basically. Um, but then that was his intention of being like you know, hey, this, and then but then they were like, well, this, and he was like, oh shit, actually, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it was it was definitely a case of like him do- doing that in his weird twisted way. But then him getting something from it as well was very much like, oh, all right, I, I guess, I, I guess this is a thing. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. But I just, but I just love he challenges everything. When someone says something, he challenges it immediately. And yeah. Especially you can, you can definitely tell that you can definitely tell like these decisions that they've been making or doing like they've never been fully challenged on these things they've been doing. Yeah. And adults don't like it because he's a kid. Yeah. Um, and in our eyes, he's a kid, so he doesn't know shit. 
Whereas these kids, obviously, he, he, obviously, these kids that are with him, he, they see him as like, obviously, he's been around the block, you know, and he may be what, like, these teachers are saying, like, because the initial, um, like, the way he's portrayed is he's the reject, he's the outcast, he's a criminal. Mm. Um, and so these kids basically react to him the same way the teacher does. Yeah. Literally the exact way. But then they start talking, obviously, that develops. And so. I, I think it is very much a case of they they end up looking up to him to some degree, um, some more than others. Obviously, some for different reasons, um, and yeah, I, I think it kind of he's kind of intention. That's definitely his intention to begin with, but I think that does change to the movie for sure. Especially, um, you look at the scene where he's getting himself into more and more detention. It's like he can't stop himself, and like obviously at yeah. the end of the scene, he's like fuck kind of thing after the teacher walks out. But he yeah, can't. Yeah. He legitimately cannot bring himself to like not constantly bite back mm. um, and I it's, kind it's of respected like, him for that as well because the teacher was being an yeah. asshole <laughs> yeah it's like, it's like the whole like it's like the whole thing of being like not accepting things as they are always asking why yeah which is a fantastic way to be for sure and um, when... maybe less so in this context but like I think yeah. that's the general idea he gives off for sure well I think it's the whole point is like the teacher's trying to like stifle his voice by threatening him with detention, and he's just refusing because, like, well, why should I be silent and just accept what you're fucking telling me? Like, you're clearly an asshole. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up was, um, I think this, I get the impression that this movie must have influenced Matt Groening, or at least someone who helped make The Simpsons and Futurama a lot, because obviously Bender, probably named after Bender, and also Eat My Shorts is mm. in this film, and that's before The Simpsons really existed. Eat My Shorts, yeah. <laughs> so, sure, yeah, yeah. I think this, I think this was probably an influence on Groening. Oh, I yeah, like yeah, that. Definitely. I like making intertextual links like that, of just being like, oh shit! <laughs> Especially when that happened. Um, but yeah. Um... Notes, notes, notes. I'm really good. What I'm really good at doing is hiding the fact that I'm looking at my notes. That's the best part of this podcast. It's when I just stop and go, oh, hang on a minute, look at my notes. Anyway, I'm <laughs> going to read for a moment. Oh, you know when um, I forgot to bring up the cast of characters, I apologise, uh, but the quiet girl at the back, um, when she's like mm-hmm. tying string mm-hmm. around her finger to cut off her blood supply, I was just like, holy shit, mm-hmm. I did that as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I, was uh, I, I love I love that whole scene because obviously they're just like trying to stave off the board and I'm like this, they're just doing different shit. And I guarantee you, literally all those things they did are, are stuff that people have done or still do. Yeah, and <laughs> like it's... even the whole like lighting a shoe on fire thing. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> like I've seen kids in school doing that. Like I've... when we were at school. Yep, I know someone who lit their pen on fire and um, you know tried to smoke it. <laughs> That was an interesting yeah, yeah, lesson. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, kids just like, ah, oh, like when you're trying to fucking pound a square peg into a round hole, it's like, it's yeah, not yeah. always healthy. Like, there's probably no. some some kids that school's good for, but I think the majority of them, the system, definitely is way too rigid, and um, mm. it really fucks with them. Like, not just through boredom, obviously, something... but through other ways. But. Uh, we keep comparing it to modern times as well, but I this is what I hate, and I've realised because um, I went through a whole back and forth of like, on obviously and trying to understand why we wanted to go on to do, and one of my things was like be a teacher, and then it was another stuff, and blah blah blah. But I, I think what my initial thought on the teacher stuff because I fucking hate the education system. Yeah. The education education system is a fucking joke, because, <laughs> and it, it, I, it's one of the things I always say because 
um, I'm happy saying I failed uh, a good portion of my lessons and stuff in sixth form um, for personal reasons and all that shit. But I can say with certain clarity, I didn't fail. The system failed me because yeah, of I was clearly at a detriment in a really bad way and nothing was done to help me in that situation. Hi, we went to the same school. Can confirm this is what happened. <laughs> Um, but that's what I mean like there's a level of like because going back to what I said about the whole like maturity thing of like you're suddenly treated with a bit more respect and stuff when, when you hit sixth form because like okay you're an adult now you're doing this serious stuff to go on to do your, what inevitably will be your careers in life mm. um, and but then it seems like there's less pushback there's less care yeah <laughs> And so it's like, it's very, very much a case of like, here's the work you gotta do, bye. Yeah. And whereas obviously in school, there is like that sort of caring sort of like, okay, we are struggling with this, okay, I'll help you with that, blah, 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 blah. And then it just feels like there's just a wall blocking you off from all that. And it feels like you can't physically go talk to someone about the stuff. And if you do, which I did, by the way, then you get a half-assed response. Yeah. So and basically it feels like there's not enough people that care in these situations Absolutely. there are people that do care for sure i mean people mm. people oh yeah uh people pick up become teachers and do all these things for good reasons i'm sure people do but some people do it and they don't fucking care and that is so damaging <laughs> yeah for, we should uh just for like the experience of sorry i'm going off but oh, i will finish it <laughs> um but it's so damaging for the people there the students and everything and just the things you're trying to teach as well because you could be teaching something like art for example and because of the way you're you're at you've you're you're not caring about this whether it's the subject with the kids or whatever it ruins everything mm. and it, it may ruin that like, say this kid was really interested in art you've ruined their their vision of art now so they will never want to do that anymore Hi, that's, that's something that's that's something completely been ruined yeah like you know what i mean yeah, I feel like as a oh, person, sorry. I would have got really into art and music <laughs> if I had the right teachers. But yeah, I was going to echo what, what I you mean. said. I, I'm uh, the same way. I was going to echo what you said and say that we should have a disclaimer that we're aware that there are plenty of really good and awesome teachers out there who are doing amazing things, and we thank you for all of your yeah, hard work. But sure. we've had some really negative experiences with teachers that echo what we've seen in this film, and um, it's mm. part of the reason why we're even covering it. So that's why we're yeah, going to be talking uh, a lot we... about that kind of stuff today. This is one of the reasons why I brought this up as well because it brings up very strong feelings about our own experiences. Because why, why, why we not necessarily had the worst experiences? We definitely felt like you know something was definitely wrong or something. You know, yeah. there was definitely a bad experience there. Whether it was with how certain things were treated or simply how you're treated by other students or like. It just it just does feel like there is something inherently missing that should be there. Yeah. Um, whether I'm the person or Christian is the person to say what, we're maybe not <laughs> entirely sure. No. But I honestly think it's just a lack of caring, personally. Yeah. And a little, someone caring for you or just asking how you are goes a fucking long way. Exactly. Especially when you're a kid and you're confused about what your future's gonna be. Yeah, I also went through some shit in A-levels like halfway through and you just felt so like it was the teenagers and then a wall and then the adults you know it's like it didn't feel like yeah. necessarily i didn't necessarily like need them to come and save me from myself but i was very much there was no kind of resources for me to go to of like 
holy shit, I am struggling with my brain right now, you know? Like, we technically had a school yeah. counsellor, but, like... We did for about oh, <laughs> one a term, and then she left, and it yeah. was like, well, that was helpful. <laughs> yeah, and it felt like the school was very much... Um, had this kind of conservative idea of what, um, like, teenagers should feel and, like, what their feelings are worth oh, for versus sure. effort in education and all of this kind of stuff. So, yeah, we have mm. both had some bad experiences. Effort does, ta- effort does not equal talent. Exactly. Which is something that is always seems to be the problem, for sure. It, it's... I'm, I, love, I love saying little adages here and there, but I'm going to say another one now. It's like um, testing a fish's ability to climb a tree. Yes. Obviously, it's not going to be able to climb a fucking tree. <laughs> exactly. But it's the best goddamn swimmer you've ever fucking seen. Exactly. And that's my point. And this... Uh, I, I watched a thing not too long ago um, where it, it was the idea that um, certain subjects were heavily discouraged to the point where... People that would have excelled in those subjects and gone on to do great things are completely stifled and shut out of doing those things. Uh, I think art, it was specifically art was brought up, and the idea was that everyone, as a kid, everyone has such a massively creative brain. It's just a natural thing you do as a kid when mm-hmm. you're quite young. But because of how the education system works, a lot of it is stamped out of you very quickly. Yeah. Apart from the people that obviously latch onto it and are very passionate about it, but. If, if the education system was different, there'd be a lot more artists and people like willing to enjoy that kind of thing. I can think of two examples from my personal time at school. Uh, firstly, when we were approaching year nine and we were choosing our GCSEs even, uh, there was this whole element yeah. of... Uh, there were certain lessons you had to choose between because they would happen at the same time, and I get that there's administrative like limitations and all this kind of stuff, but it was very much like, if you have two topics you love, uh, but they're occurring at the same time, too bad. You don't get to pursue a GCSE in one of them. For sure. Um, And I think for me, one of those was... I was kind of interested in pursuing drama, but it would have clashed with something else that I liked just a little bit more, so I never did. Um, And then... It was the same with me for music. A second example, which might be a little bit similar, was during A-levels, my school were like, yeah, there's not enough of you taking history. I think I was the only person who took history in our year. Uh, So we're not going to do it here. You're going to have to bus over to yep. another school to do it. And that's fine, yep. we'll provide the bus. And that... Except a year later we're going to get rid of a bus for money reasons and you're going to have to apply for a bursary in order to get the bus fare to go to your other school. Oh, hang on a minute, uh, we're lowering this, the bursary this, this term because there's less money for you this time. Yep. It's like such a constant that's what avalanche I mean. of bullshit. I mean, some, <laughs> I mean, some of this stuff stems back to government issues, obviously. Yeah. Um, so it's not all purely, like, I mean, education is built through the government, so like, the problems with the educational system do stem back to that but man like i obviously i had very similar experiences in a levels as well of like i was the only person in our in our school that did physics so i always had to go to another school all the time um but because of that i didn't have anyone like i could easily get in contact with um to be like you know like someone i knew like a teacher i knew or like i knew could help or because i was very, I was I enjoyed the sciences, so I was I was decently friendly with a lot of the science teachers. Yeah. In our school, <laughs> apart from a couple. Yeah, I would I would regularly have the history <laughs> teachers be like, "Hey, Christian, how's it going over there?" Like making sure they're taking care of. That's me what and I mean. Kind of stuff. But that's what I mean, and like because I mean, me and you are very anxious people, especially now. Um, oh, what are you talking so about? Uh, a very. <laughs> 
But like, we wouldn't have gone up and been like, I need help with this to a teacher we barely know. Yeah. While you're in a, while you're in a, you're in a different school full of students that all know each other and you're the yeah. outlier. Yeah. It's horrible. I was lucky in that. <laughs> it's I, a horrible experience. I was quite lucky in that I fell in with kind of a friend group in the other school of people who like, like these quite cool people who like were quite different to the people that we knew at our school, but definitely it could have gone a completely different way and the teachers as well it's like i just didn't have access to talk to them until i was actually over there like yeah. twice a week or whatever um That's so what i mean like it's such like it was such so limiting everything yeah. so it wasn't no wonder i fucking failed i mean technically i did pass it was just a low grade but and that was purely through like me trying to self-teach stuff that i had never been taught before as mm. well which is another fault of the fucking education system because um for some reason uh, I don't know if it was because of school ability or because of how they did the subjects or something, but our school only did about four of the science modules you're supposed to do in each one, whereas all the others had done six. Yeah. So we were two modules, two entire modules behind when we went uh, to start like chemistry and physics and stuff, which is fucking atrocious. Um, what <laughs> Trying to get through that was a nightmare. While we're talking about school in general as well, I think it's important to acknowledge that very recently a whole bunch of bullshit happened with people's grades. Um, with yep. like. Um, it happened recently. It was was it A level or GCSE? It was A level, right? I think it was GCSE. Oh, I think okay. it was GCSE. But, uh, I, it might have been all both. I I remember specifically hearing about GCSE because it um, was based on postcodes or some shit. Yeah, right. Like it was something really fucking arbitrary. Like it made zero sense. I would go with insidious. <laughs> um, oh and, yeah, yeah. Enforcing classism. And if anyone gets on at me about this podcast being too political. Um, I hate to tell you, but pretty much everything ties back to politics because politics tie back to how the world works and how our yeah, lives are lived. Unfortunately. <laughs> so, um, there's that. Either like... rich. Socialism now. <laughs> there's uh, definitely an element it, of being too sorry, political. Sorry, but... <clears throat> My left was showing me. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I agree with a polite gentleman across from me, virtually, but... <laughs> um, no, um... There's definitely there's there's definitely elements of being too political about things, but I just want to mention like I I want to share an experience where I had where basically um, we walked in on results day and my teacher ran up to me he's like Christian Christian before you open your results I just want you to know they've all come back severely undermarked um, and this was for English. And oh I got, yeah, I remember this. I got a U I in remember English. Hearing about this. Um, and yeah. it was not a U paper. It was a B paper. Um, and so we <laughs> we obviously sent it back and they came back and I got a D. I was like. Are we sure that's right? And we're pretty sure the reason why that happened is because if they marked it up too far, it would show their own ineptitude and how far that they failed for students um, from their and actual that grades. That is something that's fundamentally wrong with this world. Yeah. No one likes to take responsibility for their mistakes. Exactly. They would much rather ruin someone's future yeah. than accept a mistake. Which yep. is what is fundamentally wrong with people. <laughs> and you know, I still did fine. But I'm you know, laughing, but I am so angry with that kind of thing. I I did fine, but this I could have done yeah. without that added stress on top of everything else I was going through at the time. Oh, so. for sure. Um, for sure. It's like because that's that's basically telling you you didn't do well enough to yep. get this grade when you did, except people are stupid and what employers gonna listen to yeah i know that my cv says this but there was a whole fuck up with the grades and everything no no employer's gonna listen to that like shut up <laughs> no because they'll see someone who actually has that grade and go for them that's, yeah that's how that works yeah like <laughs> uh we should probably get they will see which one is the point. better letter and then we'll go to that <laughs> yeah. But yeah uh god yeah that was that was 
Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't a tangent. It was related. Yeah, but. that's what this movie's all about. Like, maybe not necessarily about grade things specifically, but definitely for one of the characters, like how he's stressed out about grades because they tried to put a square peg into a round hole again, and he wasn't very good at shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being like, I'm pretty sure that's our version of tech. I remember sucking at tech. It was like my least favorite mm-hmm. lesson. I ditched that shit as soon as I could yeah. for GCSE. Um, yes, yeah, same, same. But um, yeah, where you can get the the light bulb to light up, which. Uh, I've just realised there's a metaphor for not being able to get, uh, you know, I like a, a light bulb is symbolic of an idea, um, and you know you yeah. can get the right things going on in his brain to get that done. But it's like, man, like the system like pushing you to get the highest grades and everything possible when there's naturally going to be some things you're better at than other things. Um, and clearly, this well, he says he says specifically he took it because he thought it would be an easy path yeah. so he could get his average up very yeah. easily. Yeah. And this poor kid was so, like, some element, like his parents, his school, a combination of the two, the wider world, uh, was pushing him to get higher grades so much that, like, they didn't care about the signs of him being too stressed. They were like, oh, yeah, you you can almost imagine the conservative outlook of, oh, Mm -hmm. a a bit of stress is healthy for a learning lad, you know, it it, it motivates him to, yeah. yeah. yeah, and healthy again. consideration of suicide is all good. It's <laughs> what a growing boy needs. It's like, Just, all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and um, it's so interesting how each one of these characters not only symbolised a stereotype that you typically see going through school, but also like some of the issues that a lot of kids have that aren't necessarily, definitely back then, weren't openly talked about. Um, like, we're watching this movie in the mm. modern day where, to be fair, there is... Um, more like more discussion about mental health than there has been in the past when this came out like i don't think that that would have been the case. ahead of its time yeah yeah this is massively ahead of its time i mean it talks about domestic abuse mm-hmm. um neglect yep. uh emotional abuse yep. um suicide yeah uh sexuality as well is another one very important like like not just like in terms of obviously his obviously okayness with being called gay and stuff, but obviously with uh, Claire's like sexuality stuff that they go into. Yeah, it's like the the the, the nerdy kid is obviously very self conscious about being a virgin, but so's Claire, and um, that's mm-hmm. that's hidden um, slightly more, but like it's just as important. And then it comes out more later in the film as well. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the quiet girl at the back who's like a compulsive liar and all of this. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, so, to, to, to lighten the mood, uh, one part of the movie which really made me laugh uh, was when. Um, so, we're going a little bit ahead here, I guess, but at this point, um, he's really wound a teacher up. Um, and um, they've been running through the corridors, which, by the way, was an extremely 80s sequence, which I loved, uh, where oh, like yeah, they yeah. all skid across the floor and they're running back again. Yeah, he'll so, slide around the corner and he's like. And then, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the asshole that. of the group turns out to be self-sacrificial and was like, "I'll lead him away," kind mm-hmm. of a thing, and I'll get in trouble because I'm used to getting in trouble. And then when, yeah, when the teacher like brings her back into the room and they're all kind of like laughing. No, he's hidden, isn't he? He's hidden under the desk, and they're all trying not to give away. No, 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 no. That's that's after that's after he gets oh, okay. like locked up. Okay. Uh, well, um, well, um, the teacher says, "You think he's bitching? Is that it?" <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and you get the impression but that this teacher's I, I, kind of I insecure, think, too. Yeah, I mean, well, 
they, uh, you do because like the moment he pulls them out and puts them in the cupboard he's like oh I don't want you to disrespect me in front of them kids like yeah. that again like and so it's obviously like oh shit so he's got issues yeah like, he's scared of losing his authority and yeah exactly know. and um I gotta say even now as like an adult there's an element of like you don't want to get caught out by like a teenager laughing at you not because you care about what they think but like there's just something primal about ugh like yeah don't like put yourself like, in a position I'm older, of power. I above should me. be better. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whether that's right or not. Yeah, like, the situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, uh, but God, yeah. And then when he when he locks him in the cupboard and like he's literally like threatening him. That's such a horrifying yeah. scene. Of that's him. such a good scene, though. Yeah. It, it's like it, it, oh, it's so perfect because it perfectly encapsul- encapsulates um, Bender's true character, mm. like of who he is. And obviously, uh, the the teachers like where he's like he's at his wits' end, and like he thinks that he's just doing it just to piss him off, and he just goes on about once you're out of here, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you, and it's like, yeah. whoa, okay. And he's like, we'll see <laughs> like, where you Bender, are in five like, years and all this guy, kind of shit. I think so one he's... of the fantastic things about the guy who plays Bender as well is his facial acting is fantastic yeah. in this film because he perfectly conveys like like toiling emotions and then like his general like upset and fear and his anger and like his like playfulness like he perfectly captures everything so well in the character without yeah. barely saying anything yeah he does like doesn't he say that like, scene nothing especially that scene? um but like yeah. his body language he says, says nothing everything. for that entire thing yeah but he's like he's like physically recoils at one point like when he yeah. starts doing it he's like holy shit he's like legitimate and then he climbs throughout the roof and then makes that yeah. whole joke he's like legit- I, I don't Sorry, Karen. I was gonna say he's like legitimately scared, but at the same time, like, just disgusted with this person, and like it's kind of I, like I honestly. It, I was gonna say it kind of turns Karen. the tables because like throughout a lot of the start of the film, you're like, wow, this guy's an asshole, but then you realise that like, no, it's yeah. the teacher who's the asshole. Like he shows his true colours yeah. and all this kind of stuff. I I think it's a case of like because it it because the, the comparison to Paul there is his parents. And then the teachers. Obviously, he, the way he acts out and stuff, he obviously wants to be at the school more than home, for obvious reasons. I don't think we mentioned that, by the way. We should probably mention that. Yeah. Um, but um, and like the fact that now this guy is threatening him with violence, like his father does. And mm. there's like that almost moment of like, so I'm not safe here either. Yeah. Great. <laughs> like. Yeah, that's true. Obviously, yeah, him acting out and stuff is purely there so he can be there more because there is better than home yeah for sure yeah that's true um, i think but uh that, that whole sorry go on it's a balance of like he doesn't want to be at home and he doesn't want to be at school either but school as bad as it is is still better than home better, kind of better than being physically abused yeah but um yeah so i'll, I'll just explain that obviously the the because he acts obviously because he acts out brian's what he thinks brian's whole thing is um, I, I don't. Th- so interesting thing about that is, I'm because obviously he does the whole bit of like his, his mum and his dad talking to each other, and then like fakes punching like one of them. Mm. Um, it, I think it's a, definitely like a case of like almost like I guess a jealousy kind of thing of being like yours is so perfect. Why are you complaining? Yeah. Um, and then obviously he enacts his own of being like being beaten up and his mum mum being abused by his dad. Yeah. God, that's one of the scenes where he says "fuck you" a lot. <laughs> that's why he hates some of the other kids so much. Like, 
Uh, obviously, yeah. he's attracted to Claire, but part of him hates her because of how privileged her life is. Yeah. And then he also hates on the nerdy kid as well. Not just because of his status as like uh, being a nerdy kid, but also because he clearly has a better home life, as well as the jock. Well, the um, thing he says to... Or, like, it appears that way well is, is, Yeah. Well, one of the things he says to Brian earlier, earlier on is, you're a parent's wet dream. Um, yeah. Obviously, because... He, he studies, he's very academic, he does all the lessons and stuff. Mm. Um, I think I think Brian, Brian's character is like criminally misunderstood until right at the end, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. And that's the thing as well, um, is I remember this at school as well, of like, you, like, it was horrible, but it was true of having legitimate problems and all of this kind of stuff, but at the same time, like, almost comparing yourself to others and being like, well, why are you upset? Like, how could what you're going yeah, through yeah. be any worse than what I'm going through? And it's purely through a lack of perspective because they haven't had these human conversations yeah. until these years. Um, and um, you see that a lot towards the end of a movie where they're finally starting to understand each other. Um, of like, yeah, yeah, what you're going through might be different to what I'm going through, but you're still going through it, kind of a thing. But... But like that, I think that's the first point in the movie as well, where um, Bender physically like loses it, and obviously he runs off and sits up in the in the stairs. Yeah. Because I well because the because uh, I think it's Andrew. He said he basically says, "Oh, you're you're balls shitting," and then he obviously shows off a sky. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not," <laughs> mm. and he's like, "Nah, fuck you guys," and runs off. Another really important um, uh, aspect of Bender's character around a similar sort of time in the movie is at the very start. Um, isn't it the jock who says it to him, where he's like, if you um, if you weren't here, who would even notice? Like, you're not going to amount to anything, all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he just kind of reacts with, like, oh, yeah, shut up, asshole, kind of thing. Like, he, he reacts angrily. But then he brings it up much later in the movie, meaning that he held on to that, and that really hurt yeah. him, kind of a thing. Well, it's because it's... I think the idea is it's not the first time he's heard it, but it still hurts, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No one would, no one would react if you disappeared, like... But yeah. I, I definitely know of some cases uh, at my time of school of, like, these kids who just, on the surface of it, seem like assholes, and then you would say something to them that you yeah. feel like they would say to someone every day, and they were, like, much more affected by it than you thought they would be. Uh, because yeah. they're, they're humans, too. That's that's one of the things that I always say as well, is I, I don't... In recent years, I've sort of made, made an effort to be less annoyed at people that react in, like, a negative way towards me. Because I, I mean, the, the first instinct is to be like, "Wow, this person's just been shitty to me for no reason." That's shit. What what the fuck's wrong with this person? <laughs> and then I'm like, "Okay, what's wrong with this person?" And yeah. then like, when you when you think about it, everyone has their own th things they're dealing with. Everyone's dealing with some shit, whether it's you know bad or worse or you know no reason to compare. But everyone has their thing they're dealing with or something that you don't know or on about there that they're dealing with that you don't know what's going on. And for them to react like that, it could be like they've had a really, really bad day and you doing something mildly inconvenient. Like, say you accidentally stand, like you, you like bump into them or something yeah. like, oh, you fucking watched it or whatever. Like that could have been the tipping point of a really shit day or like a shit week or whatever. Like that could be one. So in retrospect, be kind. Like yeah. all, all you can do is just be like, yeah, whatever, like and just move on. They're not. People won't be shitty. Ninety percent of people won't be <laughs> yeah. shitty for no reason. Yeah, there's always going to be a reason for that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it, it it's the old adage of um, everything happens for a reason. You know, less philosophical, but we're full of adages too. And <laughs> there is a domino effect happening. 
Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Is perfect for that. But there is obviously a domino. There's always a domino effect. There's always a cause and effect. There's always a cause and effect. There's nothing just happens. <laughs> there is no. always a cause of that thing happening. Yeah. It's like in science as well. There's always a cause and effect. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and I think that's this is perfectly says that as well because they all just say like oh he's acting out he's an asshole he just does that it's like no he is a horribly abused kid yeah. that is trying to get someone's attention yeah and um, as we get later in the movie as well we realise it takes the teacher giving up and going to the basement and trying to sneak on files or whatever and yeah. then eventually yeah. having a beer it takes him giving up and going away for the kids to finally have chance, like room to breathe to be themselves and then to like learn from each other mm. um, and I like yeah, how um, I like how um, when uh, Bender and Claire are talking to each other at one point and she shows him the inside of her purse, he says, how much shit have you... How come you got so much shit in your purse? And she says, how come you got so many girlfriends? And it's basically the same answer of, like, whether yeah. they're real or not. Uh, it's like he can't let go of things and she can't let go of, like, physical things. Um, yeah. And that's when they really yeah, start to realise how she says, like, I guess I can't throw these things away. Yeah. yeah. And he's like... Oh. There yeah, <laughs> I paused it and I wrote same answer and then I unpaused it and she said I guess I can't throw these things away and I went boom <laughs> I predicted it <laughs> yeah um, but it, it's I, I think with, with Bender the idea is uh, more like holding on to good things I guess because hmm. it, it's more of like a because there's so much shit going on you hold on to the good things Yeah. I actually watched that reminds me I watched this morning actually uh, I watched the Van Gogh episode of Doctor Who Oh man! Um, and um, there's a line that Matt Smith says in it, which is um, the 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 good things. The, sorry, what was it? Life the is bad a pile of good things and bad good things. things. Yeah. Yes, that's something like that. And it's like that good thing we did lessened the overall bad thing that happened, or something like that. Yeah. And I was just like, holy shit! <laughs> like. Yeah, that's one it's of the best quotes of the entire series. Thing. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that episode. It's such a good episode. I mm. love that episode. But, but yeah, I, I think it, I think it was fantastic the way that was said, because um, it doesn't mean it will solve it, but it will lessen the blow. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of the same thing with Bender in that he's he's obviously holding on to these, I guess what would be, relationships to some degree. Obviously, it's not really explored, but, um, uh, but yeah obviously it's a good thing so he wants to hold on to it yeah exactly um i also want to shine a light on a character of uh, the quiet girl whose name is alison reynolds i finally looked it up um <laughs> mm -hmm. uh she throughout the entire movie she is like the acting is so fucking good of just someone who is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so quiet so isolated like so like emotionally unhappy um and how long it takes for her to finally start to open up to someone and then when she does, she frantically mm. tries to undo it as they start asking questions about her. Yeah. Um, like, she says, well, no one asks what's in my purse. Do you want to see? And then when they're like, no, we don't yeah, really yeah. care. And then she's like, she's like tired of people not caring, so she empties the purse. Yeah. Uh, and then they start I, I think... like asking her questions and she tries to take it back. I really loved the scene when, yeah. after she walked off from that, uh, the job dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he went over and like he finally asked her not in as many words but he was like hey are you okay and like I don't think yeah. anyone had really asked her that before and that was when she yeah, really yeah, started yeah. to open up and heal I, I, really I, I love her facial acting as well yeah. because um, 
there's there's a lot of points like there's a point earlier on when they're talking about parents and stuff and then she yet just loudly goes ha yeah like in the back it's like the first um, she and then you can see her eyes are really teary as well yeah. it's like and then that that's like something that then obviously I, I honestly think like the reason she shares with andrew um initially is because it's the same face they're they're they and she understands that he understands so she's like shit this is someone who gets what i'm feeling yeah maybe i should actually share the problem you know yeah exactly and um i did also like the part where she got shy and then like slammed her face on the desk that was quite funny um yeah the squeal yeah <laughs> um like that just goes to show that despite everything she still has a, a side to her which is um endearing and all this kind of stuff yeah and it just needs to come out um but yeah man there's a lot to talk about in this movie <laughs> I feel like I'm not going through it in a very um, linear or. Oh, uh, I'd say we're we're <laughs> a little bit over halfway. I'd say. I kind of stopped taking notes towards the second half just because I was so engrossed in like what each character was yeah. doing, especially towards For the sure, end yeah, where yeah. they're all having that big conversation about uh, what their home lives are like and all this kind of stuff. And I think my favorite mm. thing about that conversation is a, is it isn't perfect. They don't come to an accord at the end of it. They don't all like agree to like oh I'll respect your feelings kind of stuff There's, it's this constant rise and fall of listening to each other and then getting angry over something and then shouting at each other and then mm. starting to understand again and then it's like this constant learning mm. process um, I mean, it's, it's it's rational reactions isn't it yeah. which you'd expect from kids who don't really understand the information they're being, give, they're being given yeah. they're, they're, they're being each one of them is being given like different perspectives on something that they don't understand like a different perspective of something that they have such a different experience in that it's almost like they're rejecting the idea it's like no 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 it can't be that way you know yeah and then they think about it and it's like i guess that makes sense like it's like why am i like this you know and and then that's like slow understanding which i think is fantastic like it's not immediate like i believe you it's like a mm, i'm skeptical yeah and it shows um, us still this learning process of like they still need to grow up and learn more about each other. It's not all just going to be done in one day. Um, as much as they do change throughout this movie, and at the end of it, like, they're different people, uh, it's not, like, 100% cooked adult at the end, you know? Like, there's still yeah, so yeah. much... Ding. There's still so much room for yeah. them to grow and stuff. I think I think one of my favourite parts of the, the end sort of bit, though, is obviously they start ganging up on Claire, don't they? Mm. And uh, I, think, I think it's perfect, like, sort of comparison to, like, She's normally the popular one, but yeah. everyone hates her at that one moment. Yeah, it's true. like, ooh, she's not used to this. Yeah. Which is why she starts like screaming, like, stop it, and like she's freaking out and stuff. Yeah. Um, um I also liked that very frank discussion they had about like, well this is all very nice, but when we all see each other again on Monday and we fall into our social groups again, are we gonna pretend that we're not seeing each other in the hallway, that none of this happened? Mm. Um, which I think like Again, relating back to our own experiences at school, that's definitely a thing. Like, the psychology of a school year, of, like... Mm. There, there were definitely people who had, like, secret friendships and stuff, as shitty as it sounds. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah. it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, me, I can even say me. There were people who were kind to me, depending on who was in the room. Um, and if a mate yep. of theirs, who was slightly more jockish, was in the room, then suddenly they weren't very kind to me. And, you know, as a growing person, yeah. obviously I didn't realise this for the bullshit that it was. I was just, I just kind of took it as it happened. But, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's, it's you don't call out the bullshit, do you? No, because you just think it's it's how things are. It's how thing you you don't know any differently. So why would you question it? Exactly. Um, and you know it's all part of a growing process. But like, geez, you kind of yeah. wish that we could get to a point where people just weren't shits to each other in school, don't you? Um, and I yeah, think it yeah. is important that we definitely try to establish that, even if there is like a learning process to just not be horrible to each other. Everyone's growing and all this kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> Maybe kickstart that part of a realization. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah. Um, I really liked. Uh, did you say his name is Andrew the Jock? I keep calling him the Jock. Uh, yeah, he's called Andrew. Yeah, I think so. When he when he went on that monologue about how he bullied that kid and it starts off as like a joke yeah and then like he starts talking about it like real because i think this is shortly after they mm. say that they're different people when they're with different people and he's talking about how he just he he was remembering his dad like kind of impressing the idea on him of what it's uh, like the importance of being strong versus being weak and so he bullied this mm. kid and like he didn't even like doing it he just like felt like he should um and then like yeah he got really like you could that was some really good acting you could see that he was really fucked up about it and yeah, yeah, yeah. how do you even apologize for something like that was you know how he was the yeah. line he said and i've definitely seen that happen in school yeah. as well of people who um you know they're decent people around some people but then you know depending on the situation they feel like they need to get some social standing mm. um yeah it's just the whole thing isn't it? this this being slightly different in the case of him obviously trying to be like impressing his dad you know yeah um like he wanted to get into uh, detention to impress his dad kind of a thing yeah yeah yeah. like oh i goofed around too so you should you know like uh, oh but the the line that he says at the end that was like uh um where it's like there are no losers in this family and he's like win win and he's almost like crying every yeah. time he says it oh it's, it's very it's such similar. a brilliant scene it's very similar to Bender's outburst of what his family was yeah. like. Um, yeah. And then you can it, kind of see Bender almost a him. carbon copy the way yeah. it's delivered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, that that's. Can I just say as well that scene, like from like the part where they obviously start smoking, uh, they start smoking the weed and stuff. Yeah. From there on, it's so much less about Bender and it's more yeah. about everyone else. He's just there, and I think that's fantastic. The, the idea that he was there to get it started and <laughs> is now taking a step back while it just happens. Yeah, it's it's brilliant because um, I think we, the way that shot, and then he obviously pops in now, and he's when he pops in at any point at that point now, they're all they're all equal standing, they're all equal, and so he is part of the group rather than being the outlier, and mm -hmm. I think that's the way that's portrayed is fantastic. Yeah, especially think, when he yells "fuck you" at Claire. <laughs> <laughs> I think marijuana in this film is very much used as like a uh, the epitome of what adults don't want versus what kids do want of just like this. This yeah. like ultimate yeah. rebellious thing of well you're always telling us not to do drugs and now we're gonna do a drug that you know calms us down from all the stress you put on us and by the way mm -hmm. I'll just say this out the gate I have very uninformed and incomplete opinions on like weed in general um, I definitely yeah. had some views when I was younger that now I'm reconsidering about like I just was a hundred percent against it and now I'm starting to reconsider that and I don't think I would ever yeah. do that because of just who I am as a person I'm teetotal like. I'm away from even alcohol mm. and stuff, but you know, like just not judging people who do it and all this kind of stuff. And there's balance to everything. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that people always compare is alcohol and weed. Alcohol is arguably a lot worse, yet it's mm. legal. Yeah. Um, 
which is always an interesting uh, uh, thing to talk about when it when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, if 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 some places can legalize it and it be fine, then it's probably not all that bad. Hmm. Um, when you, you probably get you hear a lot more bad things about people drinking than you do, you know, smoking weed. So yeah, um, so I've probably had some after effects from weed living in this fucking city. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, smells. I know exactly how. I've never smoked it, but I know exactly how weed smells. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's this whole thing. But I can even you know, as uninformed and undecided as I am about the matter, I can very much uh, analyze the film from a perspective of like, well, it's clearly like presented as a positive mm. thing here. Um, yeah, it's used as a trope rather than to be like, hey, marijuana's fine. It's more of a no. It's specifically used as a device rather than the thing yeah. itself that's being used. Yeah, and like I said, it's used like as a rebellious thing and a calming down yeah. thing, and uh, it it definitely ushers us into a different act in the movie. And it's interesting. Mm. I, I love we, that. I love that. Sorry, Karen. I was gonna say it's interesting how around the same time we also see the teacher going down and sharing a beer with a janitor because that's like that's almost mm. like the adult acceptable uh, recreation uh, going on in a mm. different room. I love that I mean. scene. I do like that scene, by the way, with Carl. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, because Carl, Carl, perfectly describes like what we're all thinking as well. Of being like, I think, I think, um, uh, what, what is it he says? Uh, the the uh, Dick, we'll call him because you know he's a teacher. Dick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He he uh, he says um, these kids are gonna take care of me when they're older, and then Carl goes, "No, they're not." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's kind of like that shuts my. That might be the last thing we hear him say in the movie, actually, because then yeah. he goes up and he reads the essay. He doesn't oh, say it's such a profound it. thing as well. Yeah, I'm like, oh mm. damn. <laughs> like, I, it's a two-way. I do like street. that quiet acceptance from him as well. I do like the quiet acceptance from him at the end as well when he's reading the uh, paper that Brian wrote. Yeah, because it's, it's very articulate, very... and I think I like mm. to think that he would have read that and it would have surprised him, um, because it's like yeah. almost like the language sure. of adults that like, he was telling them to use. But it's being used against him in a mm. way that's like, oh shit! Like, yeah, the David Bowie quote it's, again. They know what they're going through. Like, oh, okay. Exactly. <laughs> it's it, it, the way it's done as well. Is like he's he sat in the chair and they're the one pointing the finger at him and being like, no, you listen to me, kind of thing. Yeah. And it really, it really, I, I imagine would really put him in perspective of everything as well because that's what this movie is. It's perspective. That's the entire thing. Everyone's perspective is so clouded by these specific things of wanting respect of uh seeing others as you know seeing others and in, in as something that they're arguably not um and like thinking you understand like these people and what they're doing with their lives and how their family lives are and stuff and the whole thing is just a jumbled mess like that that slowly becomes entangled as people begin to understand more and more what everyone is dealing with or mm -hmm. to some degree at least being empathetic exactly because it's... empathy is arguably one of the hardest things that you know empathy is one of the hardest things to attain for sure mm. um, because it is that idea of taking taking it upon yourself to see it through someone else's eyes and be like well if I was them in that situation how would I feel and obviously that the only thing that comes from that is understanding that person to begin with empathy yeah. becomes easier once you understand the person that you're trying to be empathetic towards yeah um I think I think uh, I read somewhere that they basically say that empathy is one of the hardest things to feel. 
because mm -hmm. it is so hard to try and be someone else. Yeah. Because obviously you are you, you know. The world could show you a whole lot more of it, couldn't it? Oh, for sure. <laughs> but two people are people are too busy with their money and their power and their assholery. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes all three. Um, but it's with it's it's with movies like this that hopefully we can start to change people's minds. He said about a movie that happened thirty five years ago. Uh, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, stories are so yeah. powerful, but like, and I think stories are so important in shaping empathy, developing it. This, this is why I like media because this shit you could not tell in any other vein and mm -hmm. have the same effect. You could not tell this in another way and for it to have the same effect for sure. Mm. The way this is done, the way it's shot, the way the characters act is fantastically done to perfectly encapsulate this really important message. Yeah. And it's the same with music as well. Of like, they say like, um, people have different uh, appreciation for music because uh, because of certain like how their brains programmed. Mm -hmm. um, huh. Where some people get goosebumps when they listen to music, and some people don't. Um, I do. I've heard like they physically cannot. Um, which I think is really weird because I'm in the former yeah, uh, category for sure because um, it's it's an emotional response goosebumps yeah. um, and I, I just think that's really interesting because music is another media like uh, books obviously is another media because of imagination I think um, music as a media I understand the least about like it just does things to me it's just like magic I'm like damn that was a good song and I cannot tell you why <laughs> but again I, I'm, I'm trying me, so. to learn in that regard I'm trying to learn in that regard I'm not um, sure I want to but I, I think recently... it's cooler as magic it's just me personally uh, for I, music. <laughs> yeah fair um, but I had a conversation with someone um, where I was talking about how I really like songs that almost like are telling a story I um, mean, how they're played, um, and he uh, showed me a uh, a guitar player called Steve Vai, who plays a song called. It, this is from the eighties, I think, actually eighties or nineties. I can't remember. Uh, maybe early nineties, late eighties. But um, he, he plays a song called "For the Love of God," and it's like a progressive song for about five minutes. And it is one. It's an amazing guitar player playing an amazing song. Mm. Um, but two, like it's this progressive song that is telling a story the entire time and it's a beautiful song it's absolutely gorgeous um, and I just love that about it yeah. and it's just like it takes you on this journey of like your mind can go anywhere with it as well it's the thing for me is like I can understand having an emotional response to music with lyrics but so much of what I listen to doesn't have lyrics and it still provokes yeah. an emotional response with me it's like well, that's what I mean like these are just sounds that an instrument's making. Like, how how can that provoke an emotional? It's like magic. I just don't get it, but it's amazing and I love it. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's all to do it's all to do with um, I I think it is to do with bio, it's biology to some degree um, with how your brain processes sounds and stuff. Um, obviously, bit like bassy sounds are very soothing um, uh, because obviously they're very sort of like low and very sort of soft almost sounding mm. and obviously higher pitched ones are used in a lot of horror stuff so it's obviously because it's a lot higher it's like a loud high pitched scream like high pitched noise like screaming for example obviously is a very dangerous sound yeah um well, that's like an essential yeah. thing yeah i guess but music music uh, th there's good music in in this film as well i gotta say as well like the 
this, like the I think one of the things I really like is when Bender is talking about his family situation. The music slowly builds until he like does the miming of the punch, and it's just like bam! I'm like oh shit, yeah. <laughs> Um, the first just the build-up, 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 and then the, the climax of him obviously miming the punch. I remember the first time he yells fuck you at the teacher as well, as the door slamming, there's a huge amount yeah. of noise going on as well, um, yeah. which was used to great effect. But yeah, I think we've 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 done a podcast about this one, if there's anything else you want to say about it. Um, I, I, just, I just love to like find out like the, like almost like the after of being like, I hope they actually like stood by what they said and... Act. Like I guess that's the assumption, right? Yeah. And like, with, and the and the assumption is is confirmed with obviously Bando with his fist in the air, the iconic final shot of the film, which is spoofed everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, very true. Yeah, I, I just, it, it's a fantastic film. Like, it, it conveys so much in. It's only an hour and a half film as well. Yeah. It's not a long film. It's not. It's an hour and a half, and it's pure characters just doing cool shit like just experiences and oh it's, it's, it's a great movie yeah, honestly it's and it's pure 80s as well which is always a plot for me so, yeah um but yeah it, it's really interesting and i do like how <laughs> i love the um i think i think the favorite at the but at the end as well is the andrew's dad does a double take of the obviously because she's all obviously she's been made over a little bit <laughs> yeah um and like the double take he's like what? <laughs> um, Who was that? <laughs> yeah, and also the yeah, idea. I, that, I think it's. Um, I think it's. He's like my boy, God. kind of a thing. Like, you, yeah. part of you thinks like, oh great, now he's got like something that affirms his belief as a parent of like, oh my boy's a winner, all this kind of stuff. Um, that's not really explored at all, but that's just something that propped up in my mind when I saw that. Mm-hmm. I think. I think the. I think the last 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 shot is pretty good though. With like. Um, before, before obviously he walks across the field he like before he puts the glasses on he like looks up at the school almost like a ugh and then puts the glasses on and walks up which I think is fantastic <laughs> yeah like he he's very much like almost like smiling like outwardly towards everyone then he turns around looks at the school like ugh and then walks off <laughs> like uh, which I think is fantastic yeah so friend I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you um I had an idea for the movie for next week, but it's it's not on Netflix or anywhere that we can see it. So I'm a little bit stumped. I'm trying to very quietly uh, Google what's on okay. Netflix at the minute. So <laughs> um, I was going to do Blade Runner, okay. but um, sadly, oh, okay. uh, sadly, there's nowhere for it to be seen okay. without paying for it. <laughs> Sad. Uh, Sad. Do you have any suggestions? Uh, oh, let me consult the list. By the way, I, mean, I never mentioned wanna... this on the podcast, but the list is real and it's very full. <laughs> it is a very big list. I we crossed out Truman Show. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's big boy. Um, but yeah, uh, do you want to watch something a bit more light-hearted? <laughs> yes, this time around? I have had quite a, lot a week. real <laughs> things, uh, and it might be nice just to watch something a bit more chill and a bit more fun. Yeah. Um, uh the mummy. If that's anywhere, do you like a bit of Brennan Fraser? I should have preferred this. Really interesting. I would have prepared this before the podcast, but I got caught up in emulating PlayStation One games, which reminds me, um, 
I might stream again tonight and emulate some PlayStation 1 games on stream. So keep yeah, an maybe. eye on yeah. my feed. Uh, oh, hey, I've got an idea. Mm, maybe. Not sure. Which version is this? I'm looking at Hellboy on Netflix, but I'm not sure which version it is. <laughs> It'll probably be the old ones. Because oh, it's the 2019 one, version like that, that people don't like. Okay. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Then. <laughs> Huh. Oh, it doesn't look like that's an iron. Okay. Um, we could do something historical. How do you feel about Gladiator? I think that's on the list already. Gladiator? We can do Gladiator. Because I think I remember watching that in school, but that was before I really cared about history. Oh, yeah, Gladiator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember watching that. Hours. Lovely. Oh, it is a long time. Yeah, we can watch that. I can, yeah? It's, um, is it Greek or Roman? Roman, I believe. Roman, Greek, Greek, in, yeah, in Roman. like old mythos, Greek and Roman, and are very similar. They sure are, because the Romans pretty much stole stuff. a whole bunch of Greek culture. <laughs> yep, they did. Even their gods. <laughs> yep, they just renamed a bunch of them. Yep, okay, just it's renamed Roman. renamed all of the planets. Shall we watch Gladiator all next week, then? Sure, yeah, Gladiator sounds good. Netflix says this film is... A bit more of a is... combat thing, rather than a think piece. Uh, Netflix says this film is exciting. So there we go. Got an exciting it film on our hands. Says it's rousing. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, I like how there's a shot of uh, the same dude in Robin Hood, and he looks exactly the fucking same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, the same dude. Join oh, us, fucking white men. Jesus Christ. <laughs> join us next week for some whitewashed history. <laughs> no. Uh, join us next week for Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> well, we it's will funny, be it's true. Uh, talking about... I don't know a huge amount about Roman history, but I'll probably enjoy the film for its aesthetic, if nothing else. That's yeah. the thing, I keep going on about how much I like history, but I'm not hugely well-educated in history, just because education, if we are to go back to this stream's topic, uh, is not always the best, and his, uh, historical uh, education in this country is extremely focused on particular eras, uh, usually World yep. War Two, because this country has a boner for World War Two. So, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, let's watch Gladiator next week and reconvene and talk about um, muscular dudes stabbing each other with swords. Yes. Um, until then, it's goodbye from me. <laughs> Just stealing people's God, outros. Get better at these outros. Good lord. Uh, <laughs> you're supposed to say, "And it's goodbye from me," and then we play like we play like the pointless outro theme music. Do I do I also need to laugh like while saying it or? If you want to, that's entirely your I'm, choice. I'm calling you out, is what I'm do- doing, Christian. It's not working. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs>